This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like, if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. Got no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller has it for you. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning. Welcome on in to week seven of your fantasy football season on this crisp fall morning here in the beautiful city of Chicago. Inside the first Midwest Bank Studios, I am Jeff Meller, and I'm here today as I am with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. to help you set your fantasy football lineup, giving you the latest injury news that you need to be aware of, and breaking down the matchup so that hopefully you can move to 7-0 today. I'm sure all our listeners out there who take my advice every week, they're 6-0, so they're looking to move that record to 7-0. 312-332-3776 is how you get a hold of us, or you can reach out on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. All right. Let's get it kicked off locally. Saints, Bears. Camara. Look at Camara go. Look at Camara past the 50 and racing down the sideline. They can't get him. He breaks it for the touchdown. No worries for the Bears about tackling Elvin Kamara as he has been ruled out officially. He was so on Friday dealing with the what seems to be a high ankle sprain. Now, they're always very elusive when discussing injuries. And actually, Sean Payton, who was on the air on ESPN 1000 on Friday with Carmen, Yurko, and Sylvie, dodged that question because that's what NFL coaches do. They don't want to tell you the reality of what a player is dealing with and rightfully so. So that sometimes gets tricky. But we do have definitive news that Kamara will be out, which is great news for all the Bears fans out there who need the beloved to get a win uh, today on the lakefront at 325. Also, Jared Cook will be out, which means the Saints are very depleted Latavius Murray steps in as the lead back for New Orleans. But against the Bears defense, I will say in fantasy football, I am not very, let's say, enticed about the idea of starting Latavius Murray if you can avoid it. Obviously, Kamara owners may not have a whole lot of options to turn to because we get to the point where you have four other teams on by, which we do here in Week 7, and sometimes you're just looking for anybody who may be giving you some touches. Latavius Murray probably stands to be in that neighborhood. You have to think he's going to be looking at 15-plus touches as long as the Saints' offense isn't a complete debacle. So just by a sheer volume play, I can understand it, but as we go through a lot of roster decisions today, I'll tell you now, I don't love the matchup for Murray without uh, Jared Cook and with Bridgewater under center. Just seems to be a lot of things going in the Bears' direction for a real slugfest. Could very easily see this one being a low-scoring affair. Cardinals-Giants. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline. Stayed in bounds, and Barkley takes 
it all the way. Touchdown. It will be second and goal at the two. And again, David Johnson looking for room, and he gets to the goal line. Touchdown. Ball crosses the plane. And David Johnson has a touchdown for the Cardinals. Highlights courtesy of Fox and, of course, two key lead backs. Both going to play. Saquon Barkley will make his return, and hopefully it will be a triumphant return for all the fantasy football owners out there who have been biding their time just waiting for him to return from that high ankle sprain. I would say no need to wait. Lock him into your lineup. We will expect huge volume for him as long as he can make it through the game. On the other side of the ball for the Cardinals, David Johnson was still dealing with the back injury that left him questionable last week. He is also expected to go again this week after scoring a couple of touchdowns. There's no reason not to have him locked into your lineup as well. Eagles, Cowboys. Dallas spreads him out a bit. They fake the run. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. All right, so we get to the Sunday nighter. Eagles at Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium. And this is finally where, looking at it, I'm a bit concerned. Amari Cooper, there's some encouraging reports from Adam Schefter that he is going to hopefully be available for the Cowboys tonight. So if if you're an Amari Cooper owner and you're hoping to have him, you have some encouraging news. But I will say this. All the reports, the thigh muscle injury that he's been dealing with, this leaves me a bit concerned. And because it's a Sunday night game, there is always the potential that he gets into pregame warmups and is just not able to go. He was only able to give you three snaps last week before he left the game. I would be concerned about using Amari Cooper this week. Now, again, I mentioned four teams on by the Browns, the Steelers. The Bucks and the Panthers. And when you're talking about the Bucks, obviously that's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You're losing Odell Beckham and Juju Smith-Schuster, even though the Steelers passing game hasn't been that great this year. He's still a guy you usually put into your lineup. With those key receivers down, you as an Amari Cooper owner may be looking at just looking for to salvage anything from the wide receiver position. So I can understand why Amari Cooper would be a possibility. But I will say this. This is an injury where... If I'm a Cooper owner, I'm looking at who I have as an alternative because, look, it's very realistic that even though the Cowboys want him to go, it's not. It, it comes up, we get to, you know, four thirty, five o'clock, and we find out Cooper's not going to go. And then you're stuck with only either Cowboys, and, you know, unless Michael Gallup's sitting on your bench, you know, Cowboys, Eagles, Pats, or Jets. And the problem is with the Pats and the Jets, they have the, their own injury issues, and so there's not a whole lot of wa- great wide receivers to turn to. What I will say is, if somebody like, and he's, you know, it's less than half, uh, 50%, but if, if somebody like Jamison Crowder is available on your wire, and you can make room for him as uh, an alternative in case Cooper can't go, then I, I might be willing to hold out and wait to find out on Cooper, because Crowder looks like somebody who's going to be seeing a huge volume with Sam Darnold under center. So if someone like Crowder's available on your waiver wire, then I could see holding out and waiting for Cooper to see if he goes. But with Josh Gordon, well, you know what? Hold on. Let's, let's not get ahead of the highlights there, Jeff. Let's slow down here. Let's, uh, let's let the highlights speak for themselves. Hold on. Wait a minute. Where did my Patriots and Dolphins liner go? It was here somewhere. There it is. Oh, 
but wait, wait, wait. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We'll get back to that. Raiders Packers. <laughs> Snap to Rodgers under a blitz. Rodgers tight pocket steps up, throws a left, got Devontae inside the 10, head fake, cuts left to the 5, reaches pylon, and touchdown! Oh, what a play by Devontae Adams! Ah, WTMJ with the highlight there. Wayne Larravee, Rodgers to Adams. Who will Aaron Rodgers be throwing to? That, my friend, is a good question because every single wide receiver you're aware of is questionable or ruled out. Devontae Adams out again this week. Marquez Valdez Scantling listed as questionable. Geronimo Allison listed as questionable. Now, encouraging news for Allison owners out there because Allison has been elevated to questionable as opposed to doubtful with uh, as he goes through the concussion protocol. So we will have you know some clarity with Allison. But the question is, at this point, with what you've seen from those guys, are they really receivers you want to start? I don't feel great about it. I will say, in deep, deep leagues, Alan Lazard was interesting last week. Didn't didn't come, as, come in as a starter, but he produced four catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And on that last drive was somebody that Rodgers seemed to find a rhythm with. And so if Allison is unavailable... Or maybe just one of them. If Allison and or Valdez Scantling are out, Alan Lazard, and again, this is in deeper leagues, but Alan Lazard is somebody that I would consider uh, maybe gambling on if you need a wide receiver option in deeper leagues. Patriots, Jets. Brady, a shotgun snap coming white to his left. Snap to Brady. White leaves into a pass pattern. Brady uncorks middle of the field. Gordon at the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Wide open in a valley. Josh Gordon made the catch at the seven. Turned it upfield and whacked the Vikings for six on a 24-yard score. Ah, there's the Josh Gordon highlight I was looking for a few moments ago. Highlight courtesy of ESPN Radio and the smooth pipes of Jason Bonetti. Rather be hearing him call a Eloy Jimenez home run, but you know what? We'll settle for the Josh Gordon touchdown. Well, don't worry. There will be no Josh Gordon touchdowns to be calling this week, this uh, tomorrow night, actually, as the Patriots head to New York to take on the Jets. Josh Gordon has already been ruled out. Philip Dorsett and Julian Edelman both listed as questionable for the Pats. So in the wide receiving crew, things are getting a bit hairy. Now, not and Keel Harry, because he is still out for the Patriots. But you have to wonder what the Patriots will be doing tomorrow night because a whole lot of their receiving options are just not there for them. Jacoby Myers is somebody who's interesting, but not a player I want to start in fantasy just yet. So what does this mean? You know what? Probably a lot of James White out of the backfield. I, w- I do expect Julian Edelman to play. He's played the last couple of weeks with the chest injury. So even though he's listed as questionable, if you're an Edelman owner, he's probably somebody that, I mean, not probably, he's somebody who I am holding out for, unlike Amari Cooper, who I'm a little bit concerned about. Edelman's somebody who I think you can probably count on playing, even though it hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't been a full participant in practice all week, I, I would still say based on the previous two weeks, Edelman is somebody who I want to go ahead and use if possible. All right. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Now let's get on out to the phone lines and check out what the listeners have for us. Let's start it off with Mike, who is in Crystal Lake. Good morning, Mike. You're on ESPN 1000. Morning, Jeff. I got a tight end question and a one-point PPR. I got... 
Hunter Henry at the Titans, and I've got Andrews at Seattle. Sure. So Mark Andrews, who's been, uh, you know, really the the featured receiver in the Baltimore Ravens passing offense because Lamar Jackson runs so prolifically. But I'll tell you what, Mike, I think Hunter Henry showed you all you need to know. And and maybe just the way I, I as I talk myself through it, even though Andrews is, you know, clearly a safety valve, a, you know, the security blanket for Lamar Jackson. I think you see you you saw all you needed to see from Hunter Henry last week in the fourth quarter when the Chargers were trying to make a comeback. I think Rivers in that passing game with the Chargers is something that you feel more comfortable with. And Hunter Henry is going to be a huge target for Rivers in the red zone going forward. So as long as he's out there and healthy, Hunter Henry is somebody who, for me, is a top four receiving option at tight end in fantasy football. So I would go with Hunter Henry and probably Mike, I would not, I would probably not look back at this point as long as Henry is healthy and showing us what he was capable of last week. I would not, I would not toggle back and forth between the two. I'd probably just go with Henry and ride it because there's some weeks where he'll score the touchdown. There's some, some week where some weeks where Andrews might get it and whoever gets into the end zone is going to be the high score for the week. But I think on a whole, you're going to be better off going with Hunter Henry week in and week out. Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right. Mike drops off, which leaves a line open for you. Again, 312-332-3776. Let's try Eddie in Hazelcrest. Hey, Eddie, what's up? Hey, what's going on? How are you feeling today? Pretty good. Not too bad. Beautiful weather yeah, out for an October morning, so can't complain. Hey, can't complain on that. Yeah, I got a flex question. Uh, Standard League, I need to either play DJ Chalk, uh, Sony Michelle, or Carlos Hyde. And it's a standard league, right? So no PPR okay. scoring? No PPR. All right. So that actually brings Michelle and Hyde definitely more into the mix as opposed to, um, uh, you know, ruling them out in PPR formats where they're just not really a factor in the passing game. I would say based on kind of what I broke down there, I like Sony Michelle here. I understand Carlos Hyde has really been a featured back as of late the last couple weeks for the Houston Texans, but I'm not completely sold yet. I think Part of it was the fact that they were playing the Chiefs and they wanted to keep Mahomes and that offense off the field last week. So I think I think Carlos Hyde probably saw more carries than he's going to see on average. I like Sony Michelle and just with the broken down receiving core that the Patriots have, I think he probably sees a lot of action tomorrow night against the Jets and in a game where I hope they're gonna well, where Michelle owners hope he's they're gonna be leading, I think he, there's probably a good chance for him to have a high volume of touches and maybe have a short score or two. So I'd, I'd lean towards Sony Michelle there, Eddie. Oh, really? Okay, no problem. I know that's a tough New York Giants uh, rush defense, so it, that's interesting. It, it is, but it's one of those situations where I just think that if they're going to look at the weapons that are available to them, I think he's most likely to have a short touchdown there for you. Look, Chark, Chark it, it's undeniable that he has clearly developed a chemistry with Gordon, uh, Gardner Minshew and shown what he's capable of. But it, I just sometimes, you know, it's, it's the volume more than anything else where I'm going to ca- uh, count on. And with the short touchdowns as a possibility there, I just like Sony Michelle there over the others. Let's try my man Ed in Oak Lawn. Hey, what's up, Ed? How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Okay, I've, I've got a, a standard scoring league. And uh, after your discussion with Mike, my question gets a little deeper because I had Mark... Andrews as my tight end, and for flex, I was looking at Hunter Henry or uh, 
Cooper, mm-hmm. and then I got Dorsett also as a backup if Cooper couldn't play. Yeah, you know what? Let's immediately rule out. Well, I, I see what you're saying there. I like that. As uh, well put, you have Dorsett as a possible option in case Cooper is not available. So you know what? That's not a terrible play. I'll say this though: I just I can't I can't feel great about using Philip Dorsett if for whatever reason Cooper's ruled out. So I understand, you know. If you want to take the chance, you've got an option. But there's a chance Dorsett may not play tomorrow night. And even if he does, Philip Dorsett hasn't really impressed. He just struggles to get open. I don't know if, you know, I mean, that's probably part of the reason that the Colts were willing to move on from him so quickly. I know he's had a few few, few nice touchdowns here and there, but they're very, look, I think at this point we've seen enough from Philip Dorsett, Dorsett to, to show us that he's not really a great fantasy football option. So, I would lean towards Hunter Henry, and I'm cool using Mark Andrews uh, as well. I, I like the combo of using both Henry and Andrews. And honestly, if you were going to go with Cooper, I would uh, I would use Henry over Andrews of the two. Does that make sense? It sure does. Appreciate it. All Thank right, you. Ed. Thank you. Let's let's go to uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and Dave, who's a regular on the show. Hey, Dave, what's up? How about how are you, Jeff? Did a lot of roster shuffling this week. What do you think? Uh, I lost Kamara, and I've got I made a trade and picked up Cohen. I need one of these two in a PPR. I need Cohen and Duke Johnson. And I know Trubisky when he was in there was not throwing to Cohen whatsoever. And then what do you think about the, these two juicy matchups to uh, Goff or Josh Allen today? Yeah, so, okay, so, you know what, shame on me, Dave, because we are here in Chicago, and I kicked it off with Saints and Bears highlights, and I played the Kamara uh, highlight, uh, mentioned how Kamara and Cook are both injured and out, but I did not mention that Mitch Trubisky is starting for the Bears. That That's shame on me. Uh, sometimes I get into the fantasy football framework where I, you know, I that's my way of saying you should not be starting Mitchell Trubisky right now, but I digress. All right, so your real question, Tariq Cohen or Duke Johnson – and, you know, I, I'm at this point, you kind of laid it out. I don't know what, I don't know if it's just Matt Nagy is having difficult, difficulty getting anything going, but Tariq Cohen has clearly not been the player he was last year. Obviously, he had a few, a couple nice returns on punts that have looked good and make maybe make him seem more dynamic if you're just watching it from a fan's perspective in terms of fantasy football, but the volume hasn't been there for him, and they've struggled to get him the ball outside of week one. So I would say I think Duke Johnson is clearly a real key and focal point for the Texans in their passing game. And with Deshaun Watson slinging the pill around for them, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. So I can't deny that Tariq Cohen has the home run ability. So it's tough to sometimes get away from that. He can make your week with one long touchdown. But I just I haven't seen enough from the Bears. And with Trubisky, you know, playing in a harness and dealing with his own shoulder injury, I'm concerned. I would I would go with Duke Johnson, who's got the healthy quarterback throwing him the ball. In the no problem in the PPR format. All right, let's go on out to Hoffman Estates, where Gerald resides. Good morning, Gerald. Good morning, and thank you so much for taking my call. I've got a couple of different scenarios, but some of you guys have answered my questions earlier, but uh, I'll stick with my original question. I've got three running backs. I need two of the three, Montgomery, Eckler, and uh, Latavius Murray. All right. So and it, is this a standard or PPR? Standard. Oh, all right. 
that makes it a little bit tougher because I would have easily said Austin Eckler in uh, a PPR uh-huh. format, but things change a little bit. You know, this... Look, Melvin Gordon, you know, this is sometimes one of those situations where you wonder if the squeaky wheel gets the grease. He was very vocal about wanting to see more touches earlier in the week. And right. with the Chargers losing a game at home against the Steelers where they kind of got out of hand early. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Melvin Gordon, as he's, you know, now this is going to be his uh, third week back. I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, Melvin Gordon sees more touches, which concerns me. But man, Montgomery, you know, I... I, of the two, I'm still going to lean towards Eckler and Latavius Murray. I just Montgomery and, and the Bears offense hasn't shown us that any reason why they should be starting in any of the players really outside of Allen Robinson. Any why any Bears should be starting in fantasy football these days? Right. All right. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, my, Gerald. Uh, yeah, it's I did one, have a, a, another quick question about my wide receivers between, and I'll be off the phone just a sec. It's real quick between uh, Crowder and Sanu as wide receiver. Sure. Okay, that's an easy one too. Like Jamison Crowder, now that uh, Sam Donald is back, clearly is seeing high volume, and in, and it's I don't know if it's Jamison Crowder so much as it's just Adam Gase's offense. There's a lot of uh, dump offs to the slot receiver, and that's what Jamison Crowder is for the Jets. And so I think you're probably most weeks looking at ten plus targets for him. And, you know, the, again, I'll say it, week in and week out, volume is key in fantasy football. Let's uh, go to Shorewood and Tony. Hey, Tony, you're on ESPN hey. 1000. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? i got a quick uh, flex question. Half-point PPR, I've got Terry McCorn, Tony Michelle, and Alan Robinson. I need one. Oh, all right. In the half-point PPR, I'm still going to lean towards Sony Michelle there. Again, I think this is more bet on him scoring a short touchdown which will outscore the others but like i'll admit i'm i've been slow to uh jump on the scary terry train mclaren like i just the redskins offense and i i know he was he was good again last week but i'm concerned with bill callahan calling the plays that that is not going to continue and i like sony michelle on the volume today and uh, robinson look he's great he's the best player of the guys you're giving me but the reality is I don't trust Mitch, and I've been vocal on these airs that Mitch Trubisky as the quarterback, the signal caller under center for the Bears is somebody who I don't trust to go through his progressions, and I'm concerned. And in a half-point PPR, Tony, it's just not enough for me to move Allen Robinson above Michelle. Now, in a full-point PPR, I feel a little bit differently, but half-point, not enough. Uh, and maybe with Sony Michelle grabbing three catches last week, he may be finally getting into that, getting involved in that passing game in New England like we were promised in the preseason. Sounds good, thanks. All right. All right, Tony drops off, which leaves a line open for you. 312-332-3776. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller. All right, we have some clarity regarding Patrick Mahomes. What do you do for the next month in fantasy football? I'll tell you next, right here on ESPN 1000. A new season is upon us. LeBron and Kawhi meet for the first time in a battle of L.A.'s. Lakers, Clippers, Tuesday. Coverage starts at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. Now Mahomes, and that makes him 9 for 10 in that category. On third and fourth and one, picking up a first down. 
and it sets up first and goal. And well, that's what that's what I was talking about. He's at the bottom of that pile, and there's just a lot of bodies, a lot of people falling on top of you. And you know, I can tell you, a lot happens at the bottom of that. Just hope he's not re-aggravated that ankle. Don't worry, Troy. It was not the ankle. It was much worse. A dislocated kneecap for Patrick Mahomes on Thursday Night Football. I like courtesy of Fox. Left a lot of fantasy football owners out there holding their collective breath and basically in a panic attack all Thursday evening into Friday morning. I'm sure a sleepless night for a lot of Mahomes owners out there and Kansas City Chiefs fans. But as we found out, Later on Friday, it was a best-case scenario for Mahomes as there was minimal ligament damage. He will not need to undergo surgery, at least not not before this, at least before the season ends. So Mahomes avoids disaster and he is expected to miss 3 to 5 weeks after suffering the dislocated kneecap. And if you look at the Chiefs schedule next week, They host the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. The following week, Week 9, they have the Vikings. Week 10, they're at the Tennessee Titans. Then Week 11 on Monday Night Football, they host the Chargers before they head to their bye. There is, in my opinion, absolutely no reason to rush Mahomes back before the bye. I know the three-week timeline is out there. I would say if you're a Mahomes owner plan for the next five weeks to find a alternative at quarterback because there's if if he plays that Monday night or against the Chargers I understand it's a division game but the Chargers have been struggling and it's that is just there's just no reason for the Chiefs to rush him back when they have that bye week staring them in the face in week 12 so look for alternatives and look quarterback is the one position in fantasy football that you can get by streaming for four to five weeks. There are guys out there on the waiver wire, players like Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Jacoby Brissett, even Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been up and down. Kirk Cousins might even be available on your waiver wire. All those players, maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe you plug in Teddy Bridgewater uh, for a week or so if Breeze is still out. Make sure Breeze hasn't been dropped in your league. He should return soon. All those players are viable options in fantasy football. Hey, I know I was knocking him for as a fantasy option, but even Mitch Trubisky can get can get you by for a couple of weeks with his running ability. Like I wouldn't love starting Trubisky, but there are players out there who you can get by with for a few weeks. So don't go out and be drastic and trade anything of substance or value for a quarterback without Mahomes for a few weeks. You're much better off keeping whatever assets you have at running back, wide receiver, tight end, and just streaming a quarterback. Now look. I, th- I throw all of this out there with the caveat that a a deeper league, if we're talking a two-quarterback league, things are a little bit different. But in your standard 10, 12-team, even 14-team leagues, there are quarterbacks available on the wire that can get you by. So there is my two cents on the Pat Mahomes injury. Let's try Tom in Bridgeport. Good morning, Tom. What's got, what do you got? Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Excellent. I mean, two of these three, uh, standard league, uh, Austin Eckler, Jed Nixon or Terry McLaren, a Russian's wide receiver. Yeah, so I would use 
Mixon and McLaren. Again, I'm a little bit concerned about what Eckler's usage is going to be at this point with the Chargers. It's only a matter of time. I know he's been very productive, and but when you have two decent options there in McLaren and Mixon, I'm going to go ahead and use those guys over Eckler. Uh, maybe I may be a week too soon on Eckler, but I think very soon it's going to be a situation where Gordon is going to be back in that lead back for the Chargers. If nothing else, I could easily see them showcasing Gordon just just to put him out there for, before the trade deadline. So, you know, I think Gordon is going to be seeing substantial touches very soon here in, in, in for the for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and maybe it starts this week as they head to Tennessee and take on the Titans. Let's go on out to Cicero, Luke. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, good morning. Go Bears. Bears. So uh, so I got basically four running backs and Julian Edelman. I need to fill my two running back spots and a flex. All right. So for what running back, I have Marlon Mack, Devin Singletary, Breda, and James White. All right, so you need two. Yeah, and then Edelman as a fifth, right? So I would definitely lock in Edelman and uh, Mack is a for sure for me and I would say I'm in you said it was a standard right Luke not a PPR yeah standard you know what even in the standard I think I would go ahead and use James White when like I'm a little bit Devin Singletary is going to be back for the Bills I do expect him you know what let's do this just to be safe Luke let's say let's use Mack and Singletary and I'd plug in Edelman, but if for some reason, if anything happens with uh, Edelman and he's unable to go because he is listed as questionable, even though I think he will play, if for whatever reason Edelman can't go, you've still got a, a fallback option in James White. And I don't think you're really missing out too much because it's, uh, you know, between Singletary and White, you know, you can flip a coin there. I could very easily see Singletary looking very good against the Dolphins today. So I would say I'll... If, if that makes sense, go Max Singletary and Edelman, and you've got James White in reserve in case Edelman is a no-go tomorrow night. Sounds like a plan. Thank All you. right, there you go. Luke drops off, which uh, leaves a line open for you, but only one line, 312-332-3776. I'm going to try and rifle through all these calls here. But again, if you can, if we do not get you in, Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. I try and answer all the fantasy football questions that are sent to me as long as they're sent before 11 a.m. After that, I'll still try and answer them, but um, no guarantees after that as I uh, that I can get you uh, an answer before kickoff. Let's try John in Tinley Park. Good morning, How's John. Going? Very good. Good morning. Uh, Latavius Murray against my beloved Bears or Mark Ingram at the PPR League. All right, so you know what? In the PPR format, uh, it doesn't really help Murray much at all. Um, Mark Ingram, a, still a decent pass catcher, although he hasn't been utilized a lot in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson this year. But I'd still use Mark Ingram over Murray against the Bears defense. I know, again, I kind of talked about it earlier. Murray's touches, even though I expect them to be you know, in the 15-plus range, I don't know how productive he's going to be because it's going to be a situation where I think the Bears are going to be ready and all they need to do is uh, stop two people, Michael Thomas and Latavius Murray. And if they can do that, they should be able to find a way to win. And uh, I think it's going to be a focal point to uh, stop the run game today. Let's try Dave. Uh, Hold on here. Let's try Dave in Woodridge. Good morning, Dave. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, thank you for taking my call. I took your advice last week and didn't play golf. So 
figure that would be another than to ask about. Uh, I got Wentz mm-hmm. and Golf today. Um, and then I also have a half point PPR, Alshon Jeffrey, Will Fuller, or David Montgomery. I need one. All right, boy, this is this is interesting because both, go- uh, you know, Goff and Wentz, I, I, that, boy, that, that Rams defense has been atrocious. And since they lost Keanu Neal in the secondary, they're just a mess. Wentz has been up and down. He's shown... He's shown you some instances where he looks like the guy who was in, you know, who was the leading candidate for uh, MVP back in 2017, and then all of a sudden it was injured, and Tom Brady went on to win it. But I, I cannot get off that that Atlanta Falcons matchup in the dome. I, I'm going to say I would use Jared Goff over Carson Wentz today, and then in the half point PPR, man, whew, I, let's 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 David Montgomery. No thanks. Fuller versus Jeffrey Boy. Fuller dropped what could have been three touchdowns last week, but still, he's got the big playability, and I think I'm going to go ahead and hope that he just holds on to it, maybe a little more focused after last week. I would use Will Fuller uh, and just hope that he finally holds on to the long touchdown, Dave. All right, man. I thank All right. you. All right. Thank you, Dave, for calling and listening. We appreciate that. Let's go on out to Bloomington, Indiana. Herb, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, good morning. Uh, PPR League, I'm Torn between Lamar Jackson playing against Russell Wilson, heads up there, and mm-hmm. then I've got Jared Goff as an option. I kind of threw Matt Ryan away already, so Oof. I was hoping to have some trade bait this year for some quarterbacks, but nobody's moving on these yeah. things, so I don't know who to, who to play here. Yeah, no, that's that's the, tr- the the hard part is in fantasy football, like I just talked about with Mahomes. Like, there's so yeah, many available. You know, it's just you know that supply and demand. If you're the one holding all the quarterbacks, nobody really. You really have to blow them away with an offer. You know, you basically have to offer Mahomes to someone when he's going well because no one else is interested to just figure I'll go buy with someone else. You know, now I'll I, I'm going to go use Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson. I'll admit though, look, the rushing numbers that Lamar Jackson gives you on a week in, week out basis provide a nice safety net. There's a good floor with Lamar that you can feel you can count on each week. But I think Russell Wilson, he is just rolling right now, and he's somebody who I cannot bench, even with Jackson. Look, the the matchup is tasty for Goff, but but both but I would start both Wilson and Jackson over Goff because they're too good not to start. And I would use Wilson over Jackson just because I think the upside is higher for him. Even though in there they're going head to head today, yeah. All right, I appreciate it. All right, Herb. All right, let's uh, try one more here before we uh, take a quick timeout. We will go to Shab in Rockford. Hey, Shab, what do you got? Hi, I have a standard league. I have two receivers. I have Cooper Ridley. Um, I also have Will Fuller and uh, Crowder. I have Crowder as a backup for Cooper. Yeah, something does happen. That's a perfect scenario where, like, as I talked about earlier in the show, Shab, I would definitely then hold out. And uh, if if Cooper's a go, you can go ahead and use him because you do have Crowder in reserve. Will Fuller, again, would be my choice over Kelvin Ridley. Look, he is he's got the ability to take the top off the defense. You saw it all last week. He just needs to hold on to the ball. You would hope that he, look, drops haven't been something that's, I mean, I guess, it's plagued him a little bit, when, but when you have the ability that Fuller has week in and week out, he can easily make your week. So he's a guy who I want to have in my lineup. Kelvin Ridley, you know what? I, he just hasn't been consistent enough for me, even in terms of get, providing the big plays. And with Julio Jones there, you know he's always going to feed 
So I'm going to go ahead and use Will Fuller over Calvin Ridley. And uh, as you said, use Cooper if he, if he plays tonight and you have Crowder in reserve. All right, one more segment to go before Steve Mongo McMichael and Fred Hubner take over with Chicago's NFL Game Day right here on ESPN 1000. Five weeks, time to nurse you know, five weeks. And now he's dead. The following teams are not playing this week. Week 7, the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. Like, seems like an opportune time to go ahead and uh, give the Seattle Seahawks a shout-out for their in-sync touchdown da- dance last week against the Browns as the wide-receiving core performed the bye-bye-bye uh, dance to a uh, pretty, uh, I'd say, a pretty solid rendition. So they even got in-sync to uh, tweet back that they gave them a 10 out of 10. So nice job by the Seahawks. And as you heard there, the, uh, the byes, the Browns, Steelers... Bucks and Panthers. So obviously McCaffrey, Evans, Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb, probably your key players. And again, the reminder, if you have any kickers on those teams, make sure you uh, you have an alternative today because they are not going to play. Other big injury news that we mentioned earlier, Todd Gurley's a go. Elvin Kamara is out for the Saints. Trubisky will start for the Bears. Obviously, Fred and Mongo will have Lots of breakdown of that coming up in about 10 minutes on Chicago's NFL Game Day as they do all things Bears and Saints with a 325 kickoff on the lakefront. A huge game for Bears and the Bears fans because this one really is a must win. All right, uh, let's see. Full phone line, so let's try and zip through as many as we can here. Steve in Tinley Park, what do you got? Hello. Hello, Steve. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Kyler Murray or Josh Allen? Ooh, Josh Allen with the very intriguing matchup against the... And let me give you a little... Also, I have Cole Beasley, and I could pick up uh, Golden Tate. So it kind of affects... Sure. You know know what? I'll say this. I would use... I would pick up Golden Tate over Beasley today against the Cardinals, against uh, a team that has been susceptible to the passing game so i would definitely use tate over beasley without sterling shepherd there and then i would use kyler murray over josh allen i will say like i don't love josh allen for fantasy purposes against the dolphins today because i think it's a situation where the bills go up early and with their stout defense i could very easily see a lot of carries for both frank gore and Devin Singletary today. So I, even though a lot of people seem to like Josh Allen's matchup against the Dolphins, I would not be surprised at all if uh, if the Bills get out early and just try and run out the clock. Oh, we have a second Steve, two in a row. Hey, Steve, in Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, I told that guy earlier to answer the phone. I'm glad this is my first time calling. And I listened from Cap all the way to Waddle and Sylvie. They need to talk about you more that you're doing this on Sunday. This is great. I appreciate it, Steve. Well, thanks for uh, the uh, kudos and uh, do my best. What do you got? I I got uh, a pick on the standard league on a quarterback. Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, or um, Sam Darnold? 
Oof. All right. So I never like to use Andy Dalton if I don't have to. So let's immediately rule him out. Honestly, Derek Carr and the and what uh, uh, Derek Carr and John Gruden's offense has been uh, very solid. John Gruden still is a good game planner offensively, and so I would use Carr in that situation over your options. This is your two minute warning. Two minute warning. All right, we're wrapping it up here on ESPN 1000. Jeff Meller, again, if you uh, are just finding out out about us every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., Fantasy Football Frenzy, lots of injury news, all the latest that you need to be aware of. Again, we throw out the caveat that uh, all the guys would give you. Just check to make sure in pregame warm-ups that you don't have any change of plans, but all the guys we expect to play, we've told you about Todd Gurley, uh, David Johnson, Saquon Barkley, all those key players uh, expected to go. And Amari Cooper, there's encouraging news, but as I've been saying all morning, I would be a little bit reticent to start him because I wouldn't, with the Sunday Nighter, it's, it's, it, I just don't think it's worth it to wait on him unless you have a great option as an alternative for him on either on Monday night or maybe on the Eagles. We got anything, Eric, that you want to fire at me before I give the last ones here? Yeah, not real Matt Moore at and Matt Moore is PPR, Calvin Ridley, or Will Fuller. Let's use Fuller in that situation. All right, uh, PPR question. Chris Carson, Frank Gore, Latavius Murray. Easy. Chris Carson there. He's clearly the lead back for the Seahawks. Uh, PPR, Hunter Henry, Ingram, or Robert Woods. And he was wondering if he should do both tight ends for a flex or should he do Robert Woods instead? Yeah, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's keep using Woods, especially with the Falcons for the Rams. And I would use Henry as your second one there. Keep him in the lineup, Alex. One more. Sean in Chicago, D, uh, PPR, DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin? Let's use McLaren. He's just been too good. And DK Metcalf, even though I like Russ Wilson and the Seahawks, he's been good, not great. Uh, McLaren is clearly the Redskins' only real option on offense to make things happen. So uh, I would go ahead and use him. All right, that's going to do it for me today. But don't go anywhere because, again, Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo McMichael gets you set for Bears and Saints on Chicago's NFL Game Day. If you have any left for me, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks again for listening. Back next week at 8 a.m. right here on ESPN 1000.